but have you ever had a peppermint hot chocolate? Nope. Okay, do you like hot chocolate is the first question. Okay, so, okay, just bear with me. Yeah, I'll bear with you. I, so, I've had a hot chocolate, and okay. I, don't, I don't sit there and like cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, They're too sweet, yeah. first of all. Yeah. But like for a couple sips... They taste. I guess if you get a good, good one, they're probably good. Yeah, they taste good for a couple sips, but then it's like it's too sweet. Yeah, it's like another one for me is if you have any juice, yeah. like if I have like a glass of orange juice, way too sweet. Yeah. I can't have like a whole. I can. <laughs> I can physically have it. can. Yeah, yeah, I can have it if yeah. I had to. Just not a fan of. I it. wouldn't pick yeah. it. Yeah. So the hot chocolate's the same. Couple sips is good, but peppermint flavored. Now I'm curious if they do a peppermint flavored coffee because I would do that. I like peppermint. Hmm. I digress. I just like coffee being coffee. Yeah, I know. I know. We've had this conversation yeah. before. So uh, nothing, fa- nothing fancy here, Eric. No, nothing no, I know. Nothing fancy, I know, man. I know. I know. I, I'm I'm usually on the same page, yeah. but I feel I got my few things yeah. that make me a little bit more modern. Yeah. <laughs> modern man. <laughs> uh, what do you got? You got any bullshit? I I got something to say, but do yeah. you have something to say? Nah, like whatever. No, I I uh, actually was thinking about this. Uh, I'll tell you where it comes from in a second. Okay, but it was like it's 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 almost like a reminder to our customers, or our clients, or our listeners, that when we talk about whatever issues we're talking about, me particular, because I can only speak for myself. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Eric. Fair okay, enough. but I, yeah. I I assume that you're probably on board with me. Is that um, things come from a humble place? All right, and that might sound maybe. Like a humble brag? No, 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 no. Diabolical because sometimes you take a stance on things, right? So that might not be so humble. But now I say that it comes from a humble place, but it also comes a place where people understand because there might be new listeners or people might forget. Like even, you know, I had one of the guys that works for us the other day said, hey, did you ever play junior hockey? I said, where have you been? They don't know. Right, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. They just think I'm the old guy that owns the place, right? So, like, this this is just the reminder. So, it comes from a humble place, and it, but it also comes from a place from a lot of experience, right? So, like, the, the player, the coach, um, and then the skills coach that has, um, you know, that I've been fortunate enough to train a lot of NHL players and mostly junior college players and kids coming up. So, I've seen, like, every level. Um, my friends, um, you know, you know, my friends are – hockey players that, you know, we have conversations on a daily basis. Um, friends are scouts and coaches and managers and stuff like that. And then from the other side, being a dad, where I've raised my kid in the, the hockey environment in life and, and is playing at a high level, who plays with players and, you know, I know they're his friends and stuff like that. So so when, when, I ha- when we have an opinion on something, that's, that is where it comes from. It's not like just throwing it out. It's not just throwing out there, this is what I think. But it is what I think, based on things coming from my perspective. So, um, so when I when I when we talk about something, or when I talk about something, it's coming through my perspective, from a dad, from a player, from a coach, from a uh, skills coach, from a friend of guys that play, and all that kind of stuff. So, why do I say that? I say, I say it because um, it. Uh, I don't want to say it bothers me, but it, well, what bothers me is like there's the social media. There's so many people that are experts that have an opinion and, and, and even people that comment, it's like, they know it's like, my point is, this is like the humility part is like, maybe you don't know everything just like I don't. Right. It's just a perspective. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of people out there that 
throw uh, their their expertise out there, and it's like, you're, are you an expert? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the the part about the social media that um, people can be fooled. Like, for example, someone could be listening to us and say, "Oh, wow, these guys are geniuses." And it's like, well, how do you know? Like, what do you know about us to qualify us as someone that's smart or that might know anything, right? And you'll see that, like, in your mostly your domain in the health and fitness and the uh, and the nutrition. Like, everybody's got um, everybody's got the way, and this is how you do this, that, and the other thing, and that might be true. So, my other side of that is is what, what, this is the other part, and I don't know if this makes sense, but. When when the decisions like when I when I if I talk about something like from a skills perspective or a scouting perspective or whatever, um, it comes from like experience, right? And it's like nowadays people get their experience through like the fast track, right? So like if you take like in your domain a strength trainer, good strength trainers back like if you go with guys that have been doing it for 30, 40 years. They just didn't go to a video and say, okay, I like that, I like this, I like this. They, what, did they, what did they do? They had to go and research and research and research and they had to do it themselves and say, okay, that worked, that didn't, write down data. And it's like, like actually really, really hard work. And then if they really wanted answers, they had to network a little bit and had to get to know this guy and this guy and ask questions and bounce things off. And it was like a like heavy duty research with with actual clients. So now you got like people that could like almost fast track everything. So like that's what I'm saying when we see skill development videos and stuff like that. It's like, okay, what is it for, man? Like, what are you doing? How does it apply and all that kind of stuff? So it's like this is one of the things that's been on my mind a lot. And then, so another example would be, you know, I had a couple of consultations the last couple of days and, and, and this is not a negative by any means, but it's like, okay, how do I run a practice? I, I, can you give me practice drills? And it's like, I can, but is that good? Is that actually going to help you? And they were very thankful the way I said it. I said, like, here's some ideas based on the age, this and this, but what I wanted to do is give them ideas and have them expand on it. Right. And they said, oh, I never thought of like that and that. And I said, yeah, now you can add this, this, and this. But I said, I want you to actually try it yourself because there's something about like, like someone could watch one of my practices, let's say, and say, wow, that was a, that was amazing practice or amazing skill clip on the, on the video. But they didn't see the before and the after and the interactions and all the stuff that goes with it, right? So, um, so that's that. So then the last part that I was going to say about this was, um, you know, like sometimes it lo- appears like we make a stance and, and again, it comes from my opinion, like it might not work. So I'm always of the opinion in the, in not always, always not real, a real answer, but I'm mostly of the opinion that there's, there's, uh, not a lot of politics. Like, so that's a stand that I take on things. So a lot of people will say, well, no, it's all, it's all politics. It's like, okay, that's your opinion. And this is my opinion based on what I see through years and years and years of doing this. Um, and, and the guy that works harder and dedicates himself and does the work tends to be the guy that politics doesn't matter to, uh, you know, and, and all those types of things, right? Like it's, 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 uh, my point to that is it's not really a shortcut to things. Um, experience is really necessary. Um, and, and I think when, when people are, you know, I guess a lot of the calls too could come down to like, what's the shortcut here, right? People ask, what's the shortcut? They don't say the shortcut, but they want the shortcut. And of course you do. But the bottom line is that it just takes a lot of work. And, you know, it goes like, like, how do you get experience? Experience is done by doing something, making a lot of mistakes. And, um, 
and that's that's the bottom line, right? That's a, that's how you get experience is by making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a, a million different things I have to say on that, but I'm not going to because we could spend here an hour and a half talking about it. But um, I like how we revisit that because we've done that a few times. Like every so often, we like just as a refresher to people that listen because I've said this about myself for sure. Is like the and the older I get, the less I feel like I do this, but I can come off like very sure of myself. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves about myself is, and one of my biggest annoyances with other people is when other people are like so sure about what they know for all the reasons that you just said. It's like, how do you know? Like, how do you know? Like, what have you done that, that makes you feel like you know? And I find like to me being like, because I'm like deep, deep in the weeds for, for on the health and fitness side, for example. And like the, the marks of an expert to me now are someone who's willing to say i don't know or we don't know or there isn't an answer or it depends like those are the people that now i value a lot because you can find an expert who's got the same paper or the same credential or the same amount of time doing it but their opinion is like gospel and like that's a big red flag to me now and that's why i i'm super proud of the way that you and i do this because we always like give some credence to the other side of whatever we're talking about you know like the one we did, we did uh, body checking a couple of weeks ago now. And it's like, we have our opinion, like you said, and based on experience and whatever, but there's another side to it. And we always will give, I, I actually would say always, we give whatever the other side of the argument is, we, we say it at least. Like there's, a, there's another piece to this. And I think, because you say this all the time too, it's like anytime we're, we're coming up with a topic, you almost every time will say like, I don't want it to be like, we're telling you what to do. That's, and, that's the point. Yeah. I, this is the point. I don't ever want to say, this is what you have to do. This is how you do it. Because, you know, for as much as I could say, you know, like, well, I'll go with a, maybe a podcast from a while back. We we're just talking about, you know, what a team player is and leadership and stuff like that. And it's like a, a, a real leader is a team first guy. Uh, you know, that you, you do things to make your team better. And the, 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 it always comes for, for full circle to being a team guy first. Don't worry about your individual. And then you'll get the rebuttal. It's like, no, you got to be, a, you know, you basically got to be an asshole. Take care of yourself and, and don't worry about what anybody else thinks and screw the, screw the team, take care of yourself. And that's true in some instances. But through my experience through 40 years or 50 years, actually, I'm in the 50s, 50 years of seeing hockey, my experience is, and my friends in scouting and coaching and stuff like that, it comes down to the team guy. What are you going to bring to the team? That's what I see. And that's, and maybe that's because the lens I look through, but it seems to be the way, but you could always find the guy that is the most selfish hockey player that cares about himself that is going to play anyways. So maybe that is the way to go. So the question would be like, cause we do this for parents and coaches and players. Um, maybe for some parents, they don't care what type of kid they have. And if you're an asshole in the dresser room, they don't care as long as you get your cookies. Um, but I think for the most part, most people would want their kids to be a decent human as well. And being a team player, I mean, at the end of the day, I believe it's going to benefit you, but maybe it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is kind of my, my thing. What I feel like we do without explicitly saying it all the time is we're trying to give you guys that listen ideas and hopefully you can take them, apply them and learn about how they work for you and like learn the principles so that if something is different, then you can make a lateral move, whatever, you know, because <clears throat> a lot of times like we'll talk about whatever the topic is and we'll have 
you know, 10 things that we're going to touch on for that topic. But there's 75 things that we could touch on. So it's not meant to be like an all-encompassing conversation all the time. Like a lot of times it's just like we're, we're just throwing some ideas out there and we're just actually talking. You know, like we're actually just talking about it. And like wherever it goes, like sometimes we have X planned and we end up down a whole other path and we focused on another thing that we didn't think we were going to focus on because we're at, this is actually a real conversation. We're just talking. So uh, when people listen, that's kind of the perspective. It's just like you're we're trying to throw out ideas. Not everything is meant to be if you're listening to this for it to be like your gospel for the, your life, it's like it, there's things that are going to work and things that aren't, man, just like anything else. So it's nice that you, it's nice that you, you, uh, you brought that up again because I think that's like super important. Just as like the background of the podcast, like that is the thread through. I feel like that's the thread through all the episodes, you know, so. Um, so cool. Uh, anything else? Because that actually plays perfect into our little our topic for today as a good background. Um, <clears throat> anything else or no? No, I think I'm good. good. Okay. Okay. How much do I want you? To, how much do I need to talk? A lot. Yeah. People like hearing you talk. Yeah, hopefully. Um, hey guys, my name is David. For the last roughly year or so, I've been a member of the PowerTech podcast, and I've trusted Eric and Andy to help me as a hockey dad raising my kids and trying to figure out the answers. I don't have all the answers, and it's a great source of information, and it's a, an area where I feel comfortable leaning on help me make better decisions. With that said, one thing I do know about is supplements. I find it's hard to navigate the whole supplement world and make sure that you're using products that work, that are effective, and again, are science research-based. Blue Star products, incredible brand. Their products are based on research, science, the products work, trademark patent ingredients, and you can find all of the research just by scanning QR codes that are right on the back of the product. Thank you to Eric and Andy for their podcast. I think it's amazing and definitely give Blue Star products a try. Okay, so just real quick, I'm gonna, I just wanna touch on the, uh, the live show again. So it's looking like that's gonna happen. We're looking at a day in February. I still have the survey link in the description of this video. I'm probably gonna leave that till like the end of December for people to fill out just to get some feedback. And then in January, I'm probably going to announce it. So if anyone wants to uh, get like advanced tickets on that, I'm gonna have it available just to the members first. So I'm pr within the next week, maybe two, I'll have that out so people can like advance register for it and get tickets ahead of time and then in january it'll be open to everybody else so if you uh want to make sure you get in on that because there's going to be like like super limited seating um then if you're a member you'll have advanced notice of that and then you're almost certain to get in if not then um once january rolls around whatever into the new year then it'll be opened up to everybody else so it's shaping up to be pretty cool i'm having a meeting tomorrow with uh some of the people that are going to be involved so uh, it should be pretty cool so if you're interested in that check the links out uh in the bio and everything else or in the description and then uh, all our other sponsor stuff is there too so if you want to support the show you can check out those links that are down there um this episode i got a, i got an email that i'm going to read and i got permission to read it so um <clears throat> we want i wanted to talk a little bit just as a little bit of a primer i wanted to talk about um because of this email a little bit about like the financial side of youth hockey um and I was kind of, we were talking about it yesterday. I was trying to figure out like how to present the topic. Like what is the, what is the thread? And it, I don't really think there is one. I think it's kind of just a discussion about like how money is spent in youth hockey, like good and bad or what, like what you might want to spend it on versus not and different options depending on who you are, player versus parent versus coach and what your goals might be. Because um, I, th I think there's a lot of talk, a lot to talk about uh, with that. So I'm going to start with this email and then we'll get into it. Okay. Um, 
So here we go. Uh, hey guys, this year I became head coach of my son's minor U9 C tier hockey team. What started as a volunteer role to open the door, uh, at it sort of turned into coaching and managing a fortunate accident as it turns out. With a mediocre minor career under my belt and a desire to improve my understanding of the game and my ability to coach, I found your podcast. Honest, pointed, and practical. I apologize if you have covered this, uh, but our team was fortunate enough to receive a donation uh, of $600, and I'm looking at ways to maximize this money. A lot of these kids are first-year players, and I would argue equally are equally as dedicated to the sport or the team uh, and developing their skills as any higher higher tier. I feel they deserve my best effort uh, to put this money to good use, so I thought I would ask you wonderful folks. Even though we don't take the scoreboard too seriously, I do take the human development and potential positive impact very seriously. It's been such a great opportunity. Uh, I have discussed with my other coaches uh, and social team and have had a mix of answers. So then he gave a couple options on things they could do with the money. Uh, is there a less than ideal answer here? Thanks so much for any input. If there's a specific podcast that you cover this in depth, please let me know. Keep up the awesome content. P.S. It's awesome to watch an engineer apply their analytical brain to other scenarios. Thanks, Thanks Eric. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, so this was a cool, this was kind of a cool topic. So this guy, this is going to get, we'll get into like a lot deeper into the financial side of things, but with this specific example, so here's a team, U9, young team. Uh, they got 600 bucks extra now in their budget to do whatever they want. So here's a couple of things that he threw out as the ideas that they brainstormed. And then you can just kind of take and answer the question however you want. Um, so one idea to spend this money was uh, get a third jersey with our team-specific logo um, or just like a general kit of gear, stuff like that for the kids. Uh, renting out a local school gym or something for off-ice games or a fun day or something like that. Uh, a couple lar larger-scale team social events. Uh, put the money to reducing costs of a tournament or hire a, a skill coach or power skating coach to come to a few practices. So those were a couple of their ideas. So to boil it down to a question for you, um, what would you do in this situation? And uh, what do you think of the potential ideas that they've brainstormed? Or is there another one that you kind of think would be appropriate? So just kind of what do you think of it in general? Well, typically, if I was to say that you had extra money uh, to put into the team, I would most always say do some sort of development with someone decent. <laughs> Right, yeah. Not just someone. Provided it's someone decent. Yes. Right? <laughs> Find someone decent to do some development. Uh, that would be my go-to pretty much every time. And that doesn't mean it's on the ice. It could be, you know, uh, because the, the team building you can get in a, in a like, uh, I mean, they're U9, so this makes it a lot different as well. So I would, like, I think the fun element could be part of it. Um, but I would say, uh, in a typical answer, I would say some sort of development where you could apply it to, making the kids better this seems like it was someone that said here's 600 bucks to do whatever you want with the team so it's not so the, my, the caveat here is that it's not some um it's not fundraising and car washes where you have thousands of dollars left over to waste you're right yeah. right there's yeah. so it's different so i think this this is someone that said you know go go give your team something uh on me so and I think six hundred dollars, although that's a lot of money, kinda, it's it, it's it, you can get through that pretty quick, yeah. right? So seeing that they're U nine, what level is it? You said C, so I don't know what tier C. Okay, is so let's here, say but... let's say it's it's not triple A, it's maybe a double A or less, and they're U nine, so they're eight years old. I think maybe some kind of experience might be cool 
Um, right now, this isn't my typical thing. This is this is in this situation. I think it would be cool that uh, they had an experience. Like maybe it's a cool cool bus bus trip. I don't think you can get a bus for six hundred bucks or um, <laughs> something like that. Some like kind some of kind event. of event yeah. where they had a lot of fun um, or took or I don't know something yeah. like that. That's that's what I would go with that. Yeah. So so basically that's right along those same lines that I was thinking. So what my answer to him because I answered him in the email before we did this. Um, is the same as we always say. So in the vein of what you said to start the podcast, it's like, it depends on like your group. Like what would they, what are they into? You know? So for a U9 teams, like they're little kids still. Right. So another, the, another idea just to cut you off, just so I can cut you off is a really good, cool thing would be something that bonds the team. So maybe it's like the bracelets that have a slogan on it or something that makes right, them a, a little cool. bit different individual. Right. So, cause it's not a million dollars. Yeah, and you it's could not probably do five, that. Right, but right, it's right. like something like the kids can go, okay, this I'm part of this. This is cool. Yeah. So, so what I said to him basically was along these lines of like, I'm of two minds because on the one hand, it's like he made a point to say, like the kids are pretty into hockey, more than their peers or just as much as any other team, but they're also still eight years old. So how into it are we? You know. So on the one hand, I said, hey, like it depends on your group. I was like, if they seem like they're really into hockey and they would love to have a skills coach out or do like a special hockey training thing. If there's like a facility like ours somewhere and you want to do that, that's cool. But if they're not so much into that, and maybe you only have like some of the kids that are into that, then maybe it'd be better to do like the fun day thing where it's like you rent the gym and do something or you have a team banquet type thing or whatever, and you can use money on that where the kids just have a good time and it's just like a good memory, whatever, good experience for the kids. So the the point of that was, for, to me at least, was like you have to know your group and what what is appropriate. So from this from this question... I was kind of thinking more about just like the financial part of like how teams spend money. What is like, what is the priority? What are they valuing? What do they want to spend money on? And then the other question that popped into my head was like, it also depends on whose perspective you're looking from. Right. So for example, like when you're a kid, like, or not even just a kid, <clears throat> any player, what do they want? Like they want free stuff. They want free gear. They want cool, like team ditch stuff you know, and they want to feel like they're pros, you know? So like if you go into a dressing room and there's, there's clear tape that you didn't have to buy, like that's what kids want. Like that's what, even in junior and up, like they have, there's bubble gum on the table. Like that's what kids want. You know what I mean? They, there's free Gatorade. Like that's cool. Like that's what the kids value from the hockey side of it. And, you know, I remember the, the realizing this kind of in, when I was playing with university, it's like they would spend money on stuff like trips so we would have like we'd go wherever like the one year we went to nashville and another year they went to bc they went to new orleans they did all these different trips almost every year i think they do a big trip which costs a lot of money especially for like a university level team so for me i was like yeah like the trips are cool but it depends on whose lens you're looking at so if you're the the team and the organization and you want to sell a program that's something that would sell your program, right? That sounds cool to a lot of people to get these experiences and to get fundraising money and all of these things. But if you flip that and look at it from the player side, like to me, that's cool, but I would rather have sticks or free gear or good meals on the bus or whatever. So I would rather take that money on the player end of it and make sure that our day-to-day -day experience is better, you know? But when you flip it to the organization side or the parent side, like parents might be like, how can I save some money? That might be what they're thinking. 
And then from the coaching side, it's like, how can we present our team in the most attractive way to get more players here? So a lot of those things conflict, right? Like there's not, <clears throat> you can't say, I want these great experiences for our team while at the same time paying for the day-to-day -day free stuff that the team gets. Those things might not be, you might not be able to do both things depending on what your budget is or how much money you have, you know? And so that's, that's kind of the question that I was thinking of from that kind of sprung off of this is like, when you're deciding what to do with money, it depends on who you're, who you're looking at, right? If, if you're the kid, if you're the coach, if you're the parent, you're going to have different goals in mind. Or if you're an organization and the higher level you go, the more significant those things are. Like we were talking, we were talking the other night about the, the pink jersey thing, right? How like all the junior teams will have like a pink jersey night or whatever. And you're kind of saying just like, they don't need to do this. Like, why do they have to do like the full pink jersey and because like from the from the team perspective so old school yeah but, but it's like but it's like from the team perspective it's like what do you got why are you put money into the pink jerseys or whatever it's like it doesn't have to be this big show because you just care about like the hockey part but if you're if you're the Windsor Spitfires and you're trying to have an event thing that draws people in and then you do and they're supporting a cause i get that absolutely yeah. but but it but to someone who i just care about playing hockey like as a player like i don't really care if we wear the pink jersey or not you know what i mean like i can wear it if you want and if we didn't i wouldn't care but from the organization side of it, it's like, this is a good fundraising opportunity for us. It's a good way to get some buzz. It's a good way to sell more tickets. It's a good way to bring other people involved in the community and have like this big, make it bigger than, than just a normal, just yeah. a normal and game. And support the cause. Exactly. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, that's another example of like, depending on who you're looking at, like the players care because it's cool. We wear a pink Jersey and more people are going to come to the game, but they're not like dying to have a pink Jersey on. You know, whereas like on the organization side, it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah for sure. So it's all perspective. Yeah. So like, so, so for you then, if we're talking about what are like some of these considerations that you think would be important? So if you, you can take whichever you want first, if you want to do like a player, a parent, a coach, whatever you want from whichever perspective, like what are some of the considerations that you think would be valid or important if you're in each of those positions? Okay. I think something, I don't know if this is overlooked or not. Okay. But I'm going to go as a parent as I, even a coach and I guess kids don't really think about it, but you want to bug me? You want to get me going is ask me to fundraise, ask me to fundraise for a team. Let's get a sponsor for 500 bucks to put the name on the back of the Jersey. Uh, ask people for money. So your kid could play hockey. That number one, that drives me bananas because now, I know this, some people say, yeah, but some people can't afford it. I get it. But the, I think that should be done on your own individual thing. Like anytime they said car wash, volunteer time, let's do this, that, the other thing to raise money. I said, no, I'll pay for my kid. Number one, I will pay for my kid. And it's not because I'm extremely wealthy. It's because I chose to do this, so I'm going to pay for my kid. I'm not going to ask other people to sort my, support my kid's hockey. That's number one. So that bugs me. That actually really bugs me. And what bugs me more about it is that I, I've, I've seen teams with so much money left over at the end of the year because I've got calls on this where they say, hey, Andy, uh, so at the so and look at the value they put on the training after. Hey, Andy, so we, the last month of the season, we got like eight grand to spend on. And, you know, can, can you come out and do a whole bunch of lessons? Just, we got to get rid of this money. It's like, well, number one, you're not valuing the training if you just need to get rid of the money. And number two, why do you have that much money to just go blow? So you've over fundraised. Right. So it bothers me a lot. 
Yeah, like, you have to, like, no idea how much it bugs me. Because people had to, like, put work into getting that money, fundraising that money, and then it's like you didn't actually need it kind of thing. Or, yeah, or the kids have 17 different tracksuits and hats and toques and jerseys and third jerseys, this, that, the other thing. Like, how much do you guys need? It's like you're just wasting money now. So that's, it really bothers me. Now, it's totally different if you play for the Toronto Marlies or whatever team and there's like an owner or the, this is the budget they, you know, or the owner of the team or, you know, when it, it, in Detroit, there was kind of like, uh, when I coached in Bell Tire, Bell Tire gave X amount of money for pants, this, that, the other thing. Parents had to come up with so much for ice fees, I think, and then had to get around. And, uh, and then typically there's a, there's a, there's a guy, a dad on the team that has, uh, says like donates, right? He says, here's uh here's X amount for coaches or for, for uh for the team do what you want and, and you get a whole bunch of stuff to me that's different it's like that donation is like do what you want with so, it so are you, is that that's better like is that a better are you saying that's a better way of doing it versus like mandatory fundraising in if, your opinion if, if i if i own if i own the team that you play for or if i decide you're playing on a team and i say here's 50 grand to do whatever you want with this team like you put it towards jersey and i say put it towards jerseys and this that the other thing and it's like you it's not bothering anybody else except for you know i'm giving it to you so this is what i would like you to do with this money i don't have a problem with that now people are going to say yeah but that kid gets all the ice <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> but that it's just it, it is what it is it, right. there's people that do it and and and, and uh, not everybody does it so their kid gets more ice okay so so wait so so yeah. for, so first <clears throat> so we're for, let's first separate the the guy that donates the money and that equating to your kids going to get all the ice and blah, blah, blah. like that's that's out we're just that's we're not, not talking about that we're just strictly talking about the financial part piece of it so we're not talking about the downstream effects of where the money goes today like different conversation right so to you so what you're saying to you as a from a parent perspective like having gone through it because i haven't had to do this so i don't know what it's like but i remember as a player having to do all these fundraising things i remember that being a pain in the ass because i was like go to the car wash and like stand on the corner and like beg people to come wash their car or that's the tag day that we had to do where you're standing out. And there's, there's some good in that. Like, I'm not saying it's all bad, like being out there and being uncomfortable and having to talk to a random person. It's like, that's a good skill building thing. But again, like that's not what we're talking about. I'm just talking about the money part. So I remember those things being a pain in the ass. And then like my parents would have to figure out how to get me there. And then how like, they're not busy at all. Yeah. Right. It's going to be that there's a five hour day and all this stuff. So I just as like a, maybe a pushback kind of is I like the option for, because some people can't afford it. So if you have the ability to go fundraise some money and, and that's useful for you, then that's fine. But it's like the mandatory. Yeah. That, that's, that's my point. Yeah. It's like, there are people that, you know, their kids are good hockey players and they can't afford it and they have to look at alternative ways. Right. Now, if I was, if you came up to me and said, can power tech sponsor me because you know, Andy, you're a customer. Which I've told people, like, I've got some stories, by the way. But, you know, I don't sponsor people because I've got thousands of customers, right? I can't do one, right? But if you came up to me and said, uh, hey, Andy, can, uh, you know, we're, we're having a hard time. Like, um, dad lost his job. Mom is struggling, right? Is there any way you could help support us? 100%. What, what, what is it? Registration, whatever. Let's say, you know what? I'm going to be really generous to you. I'm going to give you four grand. Is that generous? I don't know. I think it is. Probably. Okay. I think it's a lot. Yeah. 
And then I see that now you have unnecessary things, uh, like and track suits and uh, which is fine, <laughs> but the, the extra extra stuff. And then now, now maybe it's like mom and dad could go out and have steak dinner. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, would does that make sense? So, I I don't know if I said this the way I wanted to say it. Um, Try again. But but if you have to, but if you so yeah, so if you have to go and get a sponsor, that is, it's totally fine. I get that. It's just like how much does someone need, as opposed to, um what's over the top yeah. and when, when they impose it on people i'm like how much does the team actually need so that comes down to like what does the team actually need yeah. there's ice you know whatever so uh, anyways okay cool. so, so I, that, I, I think mine's all messed no, up no that's but. okay that's, that's good because we're getting to like kind of the point so if you if you as a parent would you say if you're just like the average parent like you don't have unlimited money to just blow on everything most parents generally speaking would want to save money however they can and then they, at the same time, would want their kids to have, like, a good experience with whatever they're doing. So if, those, if we could call those, like, the two primary goals for most parents, let's say, if you're just, like, your average middle-class parent, you're trying to get your kid through hockey, you're not the super rich guy or the super poor guy, just the average person, that's who we're talking about. You want to not lose money unnecessarily for stupid things, and then you want your kid to have a good experience. So... To me, because this is something common that I hear from a lot of parents, like we have a lot of dads that come in here, a lot of moms that come in here, and it's like, yeah, now we have to pay for this, and now there's like this extra thing that we're doing, and like, so they did the registration fee of for AAA, that's whatever, four thousand, six thousand dollars, whatever it is now, and then it's like plus, 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 yes. plus, right? So it's like now are we we're fundraising for the plus, 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 and it's like, is this necessary? Do we need this? Whatever, and and like you said, it's it's not. It's not to say like, hey, everybody wear your normal clothes and nobody cares and we don't look like a team. It's like there's some of that that's fine, right? And like the higher level, the more that makes sense, I guess, to me. Um, where yeah, you- and, and, and having like, that's what I'm saying. Like it actually could be cheaper in some ways. Like if the kids have, you know, it's a mandatory track suit that you wear to games. That's actually a lot cheaper than buying a whole bunch of clothes. Yeah. Right? Right. So, I mean, that could be buttoned up pretty good, but it's like it's the extra extra that... Well, and then then you get like the other things that aren't even necessarily team things. It's like, well, you got to wear a suit to the game. It's like, okay, so now if I'm a 12 year old, I have to go buy a full suit. Like, I'm sure you could find a cheap one, whatever. But like, generally speaking, a suit's not a cheap ensemble, right? So these kinds of things. So I want to kind of contrast that. So if we take that, was that fair to say for you? Like for you as a dad, that's kind of what you would say for you is like, I don't want to be losing money unnecessarily and I want my kid to have a good experience. Is there yeah. any other like dad goal in terms of the financial piece? Yeah. Like, like for me, it was, um, here's my side thought of that. Okay. For me, when, when, when I, when I played, I was so excited about when I played AAA the first time, cause we had the hockey jackets, my first hockey jacket. I was so excited about my first hockey jacket. It seemed like it took three months to get there. I think it was about a week and a half. Every day I look, did it come in? Did it come in? Did it come in? I was so, so excited about my first hockey jacket. And then one of the mums on the team made us toques with the big pom-pom and stuff. And it's like, I was so proud of that. And I remember going to like a tournament, one of the bigger tournaments. 
and a team from, uh, it was called Team Massachusetts, I think. And they came in with matching everything. And I, I was like, wow. But, and then, and then a lot of those uh, bigger cities had, had like the, they looked like every, they had everything, matching everything. Like anything that you did, they matched. And then I, I was like, as a kid going, wow, that would be so cool to be that. They must be good. But what I, what I saw or what I think hurts, I, I feel this way anyways, and it hurts you down the line to have all that stuff because I'm a big believer in earning things. And you earn your jacket and stuff. I'm not saying like you have a t-shirt or whatever is not a bad thing, but I feel like kids grow up now on the AAA teams and there's so much given to them that they don't know the, the, the value of it all. It's almost like if you get to wear a Windsor Spitfire tracksuit, this, that, and the other thing, it's like, it's a big earning, but someone owns the team and they choose to outfit you and make it look professional. So I just feel like a lot of times kids are treated like almost like too professionally too early. And it's, it's uh, almost entitled is I, I don't know if that's a weird thing I, to no, say. No, I, I would say to a degree, like to yeah. a degree, like, you see everyone gets decked out and everything and it's like there's no there's no element of like okay here's another one for me is just on the same kind of thread is all these teams they they're getting their own dressing rooms now so it's like the U16 the U15 the U18 teams and maybe lo- less in some places I don't know but they have their own like super decked out dressing room right and there's like this unearned sense of 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 you know, like that's that's what professionals get. Like once you've earned it, now you get the nice room, right? Now you get the nice whatever. When you're playing on on a good junior team or on a on a pro team or a college team or whatever, you have a nice room and whatever. And you're you're kind of removing some of that value as like the expectation is like if you don't have this room or you don't have the nice jackets, this team's shit. You know what I mean? And it's like that's not really the case. So I get I kind of get the the thread that you're putting through that yeah. for sure. Yeah, I like I like. This is just me. I just like leaving. Um, I like leaving the kids a little hungry. I like I like them wanting to know what it's like to have their own room. Oh, I want them to know what it's like to earn that jacket. And and now some people could say, well, they earned the AAA thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, they did. But mom and dad are actually paying for it. It's you almost like I mean? the visor, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you wear yeah, the visor before yeah. you play junior. Yeah. it's like. You don't. You shouldn't be wearing a visor. Yeah, yeah you, right. you haven't earned the visor. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's exactly. like an unwritten. That's my old school. I mean. Okay, so but this is perfect because this is like kind of teeing up the contradictory nature of like certain goals. So uh, we kind of talked about the parent side. If we swing it to the player side now, so you're talking about when you're a kid, yeah, how I'm, like getting the jacket was so cool, getting the toque was so cool. Then you see this other team and everything's all matching and it's super cool. So now if we f- kind of change hats to the players, this is where we get back to that. What what do the players want? right? What do players value on the team? And if you get your own dressing room, if you get your own ditch, if you get your own jackets and all this stuff, that's really cool for the players. You know, at the same time that runs counter to the goal of the parents, which is like, I don't want to be spending money on all this extra crap if I don't have to, you know, so you can see the the contradiction. So from the player side, it's like, that's one of the things that sells programs. That's one of the things that gets you recruits. That's one of the things that as you move up, into the higher levels you go to like they go to north dakota and tour that school and it's like i would come here just because of the dressing room just because of the like look at how cool this is (laughs) yeah Yeah, 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 look at how cool this is yeah you know we're gonna get all this stuff and then you go to a lesser team 
and you're walking around their dressing room and you're just like, Meh. like not as good. Yeah. So, whatever, so it's right? funny that you said that because when I was coaching, um, and of course I've been to every, not every room, but every rink and well, I've been to every rink in the OHL and so many colleges and stuff like that, been in the dressing rooms and stuff like that. And you know, the one thing that actually turned me off was too much. So, well, and that's a stylistic thing to you too. Yeah. Though, right? So, so for me, it's like, it's too much, like it's too much, man. Um, I was looking at like some of the dressing rooms I've been in, like I was in Notre Dame. Um, like it's the room is, it's way too much. Like for me, for me, I, because I, I don't come from an, an entitled place. I come from like, I'd rather be a team that has a nice dressing room and a nice facility that fills the stands with a good coach that comes out and competes. I'm not saying that the rich, the, the, the big fancy schools don't or big fancy teams don't do or don't. I'm just saying I would rather come out with a little bit less than, than the posh stuff all the time. It's kind of like this gym, right? A lot of people that come in here and go, I like it in here. It's like, yeah, because it's old it's gritty, school. It's yeah. gritty, yeah. right? If you, if, you, if, you, if you sit in your dressing room stall and you want to fall asleep because it's so comfortable, is that good or bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? So but that's just me, man. That's and, just and, me. And like, because I'm, I'm, same thing. Like, I'm of two, like, two minds about it because for me, I, I really loved that. Like, when I, because I did a bunch of visits. Like, I remember I went to, the first one that really blew me away was we went to Western Michigan University and they had like an older barn that their team played in, whatever. And I remember going into the room and they had, it literally was like a pro shop in their dressing room where it was like aisles and they had all kinds of gear, golf shirts, shorts, whatever. Every player had 48 sticks on the wall. And I just remember going in and it was the first time I'd seen this. I was maybe 17 and I'm looking and I'm just like, this is insane. And I remember thinking right away, like, I want to be here. Like, this is so cool. Imagine I could just come grab a shirt. I just need a shirt to wear. Went to uh, Michigan State. And in Michigan State's room, that was, like, next level. Like, they, they had this huge player's lounge. And everything had, like, the wood finishes. It was the green and white with the wood finishes on it and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, this is another level up. And I, that was at that point, I started thinking what you were thinking. I'm just like, okay, like, this is a lot. Like you could, you never have to leave here. Well, so like at Notre Dame, we went and, you know, so went, went in the dressing room and then went to the uh, fitness area. And I said, well, wh what the hell do you need this yeah. for? How many platforms do you need? How man? many lifting platforms? Yeah. How many, there's, there's 20 some guys. Let's say there's 30 guys in your whole roster. Why do you need 50 bikes, 50 this, 50 that, 50 there that? The video and it just room? kept going on. I think it, it, it's just humongous. It's just humongous. It's like, it's unnecessary. It's like, and I, that turned me off. Whereas I've been to like, Miami of Ohio, for example, as a, I'm co talking colleges right now. And it was, it was nice. It was, uh, and I, I believe it was, uh, we could call it posh, but it wasn't that. It was nice though. And it's like, okay, I like that better. Um, the, the Michigan state, it was nice, but for, yeah, for me, it was, it was nice. It was nice. It, it, you know, I've seen some nicer and all that stuff, but anyways, it's to me, there's a point where it's like, I, I, but the, the thing is, you have the alumni and all that stuff that do donate. It's like, some of this money. This is right. where it goes. But that's at that point, it's like you're not. It is what it is. And that's and that's fine. But my my point of like saying all this is like I remember going through as a kid, and it was like, or a kid, I guess, seventeen. I'm going through all these different schools. You're impressionable at seventeen, right? Hundred percent. And I'm looking, and I'm just like, this is crazy. And this is what I would I would like got on the phone. I'm talking to my parents after, and I'm like you should have seen this place. Like this <laughs> yeah. is, I've never seen anything like yeah. this, Yeah, you know? And so those are things that from the player end, it's like, this is 
This is what sells the program. And then you can see from that, like I, I really do think a lot of these AAA uh, teams and even academies and stuff around, like they're trying to model after college hockey. Like that is what they're doing. They're trying to get like their own team gym and their own team dressing room and all this stuff. Like even the, the Windsor AAA uh, teams now at that uh, Central Park that they play out of here, it's like this freaking crazy complex, man. They have their own gym. They have their own dressing room. They have all this stuff that that I never – man, when I was playing AAA, we would rink to rink. We didn't have a home rink. You know what I mean? It was just wherever there was ice. Like that's where our games were, you know? And so I think that trickle-down is happening because this is what is making kids feel like, oh, like this is the place I want to be. And there's good and bad in that, but it's just the difference in what the value system is. So if you're somebody who's got some money, it's it's not – it's not bad to do that. It's not good to do that. It's just like, what, which thing are we valuing most here? Are we valuing the player perspective? Or are we valuing the parent perspective? You know, because you flip that on the organization and that's exactly what it is. The organization's goals are recruit the kids to come here, like make, make people want to play here. And a lot of times, instead of investing maybe in like really good coaching or like really good hockey development, it's let's invest in the bells and whistles because that's what people think uh, is cool or is going to to give that wow factor when they show up and make them want to come here just because of how cool everything is you know and that was one thing that I, I remember playing junior getting recruited and talking to different schools and all this one thing that I always valued more than anything was like the person I was talking to because you kind of got a vibe of like what is, is are they selling me on the dressing room and the amenities or are they selling me on the hockey the, the development like what is the emphasis on here you know and so that's kind of where the difference in in uh, and value sort of comes between those three things, whether you're a parent, a player, or the organization. And it's important to think about those three things when you're, you know, the one dealing with the money or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, though, as as we're talking about this, how my perspective has actually changed as I've as we're talking through this a little bit because I come from Sudbury, Ontario. You know, it was one AAA center. Nothing was close. We had matching socks. Um some guys had different helmets, different gloves, different, you know, that, and that was a long time ago. Uh, and then, you know, moved when I was done hockey and all that stuff, moved down here to Windsor, which is, is similar to Sudbury. It's a hardcore town. It's not like a Toronto or a Detroit or a Chicago or Ottawa. So it's like a smaller, a little bit more, well, blue collar for sure. So I think I'm just used to that. But if we're looking at, if we did live in Toronto, then, as you said, the recruiting process is is uh, all that stuff probably makes a little bit more sense. So it's like I guess it's a little bit of um, a, a, uh, opinion. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. I don't know what the word is. I'm looking for. I guess it depends on on your situation. I guess yeah. right. But I still like old school. I I love old school. Yeah, and I was I think I was not as old school, but I was not. Like there's a t- there's too much for me too. Like I, I have a line. I can say this. I can say this. Uh, this is my experience again. Is that I noticed? I noticed that, and this is not all, but in general, when you come from teams that have been pampered, okay, that have have can put together that uh, teams that just win because they can do that like just take whoever they want and the more pampered they are the um not everyone not everyone but you find a lot of those kids the adversity and stuff like that when it actually really matters um it it hits them and 
I don't know if there's appreciative of walking into the Guelph Storm dressing room and going, wow, this is cool. Oh, I got it. I got oh, Wow, look at all the stuff I got. This is amazing. They're just used to it, right? And they're used to just winning. And they're, you know, so it's just, I think there has something to, something to say for that. Whereas you get a kid that comes from North Bay AAA or, you know, one of these small town AAA teams like the Quinty. I'm not saying Quinty's small or not. I'm not really sure, but it's not, it's not like the big, big centers. They make some good hockey players out there though. But when they go in, I, I feel like the, the old school blue collar farmer mentality where the, you know, they, they come into something and they go, this is awesome. I think it's maybe appreciated more and I could be wrong. Well, I feel like there's a general, like, there's an attitude thing, you know? There's a reason that there's some, like, stereotypes about it, but there's a little bit of an attitude thing for sure, but obviously there's exceptions for um, for everything, and that's something that I've noticed too, for sure. Um, but I was thinking more, like, um, for any of these things, whether you're looking at it as, like, a player or parent or whatever, we're talking about the the investment in the facilities or whatever versus the trips versus the what the cool tournaments you go on and all this stuff like none of it to me is i don't look at it as good or bad like for anything really there's like pros and cons to any way you cut cut the pie but for me it's like the it's just the focus on some of like the con- the considerations on where the money goes you know so for me like i said i remember with the university example like we would have we'd go on a a cool trip whatever and then i remember them trying to schedule another trip during christmas and like when you're when you're in university it's like what do you think guys want to do at christmas they want to go home man (laughs) like they want to go home and see their family they want to go hang out and have two weeks off or whatever right so to put another trip in there i that's a recruiting tool i get that just some because once you're in the grind now like that that trip isn't just on paper anymore. Now it's like, oh, I actually have to go on this trip for four days in the middle of Christmas break. It's like, that's not what I really want to be doing necessarily, you know? But when they say, oh yeah, we're going to go here and then we're going to go here. And when you're on your way and I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Like that's that, that sounds good. But then once you're actually doing it, it's like, oh, I actually don't want to be doing that, you know? And then on the flip side, we'd be going on whatever, the road trip. And it's like, you'd break X number of sticks. And it's like, oh, we don't have any more sticks. It's like, okay, well, I'd rather have the sticks, you know, or we go get whatever food and it's like, well, we don't have an, a budget for this kind of food. We can only get this kind of food. It's like, okay, but, but as the player, I'd rather have that kind of food right now, you know? So there's just different considerations for all this stuff. So if you find yourself in a position like the, the, the guy who sent us this email and it's like, you got some extra money, the whole point of like this discussion was just kind of like, where, what are you considering? And like, when you look at your group, like a U9 team is way different than, then a, a U16, a U18, a junior team, whatever. And it's important that you know the different considerations that, that you have to make with that kind of stuff, right? Um, so was, was there anything else you ha- wanted to say about anything like from the player side, from the parent side, from the organization side? Well, I think like stuff? just a general thing would be, you know, what, what, what are you here for, right? Are you here to have um, gear? Yeah. Are you here to look the part or are you here to be yeah. hockey? And, so, and some people are like some people are just here for the for stuff, sure. right? But then it, it still gets tricky no matter what because everyone values money and time and everything differently, right? So I, so I would say like if you can get, um, if the team is if that's in the budget that you have a uh, a good, I don't know, skills program or 
something along those like a development program. I don't like to just use skills because that's that's whatever. But if you can put resources into developing a better hockey player or the best hockey player that you can, uh, whether that's a, a, a fitness program, whether that's uh, um, a skills coach, whether it's uh, someone that comes out as a mentor, whatever, anything along those lines that help the team and help the players become a better hockey player, that's where I would feel like the best bang for your buck would be. So, but having said that, the other side of the coin is I don't, so, cause I've said this to coaches, right? I want you to work with my team, Andy, for this many times. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I like to do that or I don't or whatever. But if I go out to work with your team, does that mean that all 20 want to work with me? That's why I've always tried to be an individual contractor, if you want to call it that, because I know that for a fact that the kids that come out to me is because they actually want to be there. Um, why is it like, I don't, I don't like it when someone picks someone to be there. This is your strength coach. Like I told you about this before several times, like people come to our gym to work out or they'd go somewhere else to work out vice versa. It doesn't really make a difference. So if you have a team working out here once a week or twice a week, okay, is that good or bad? Sounds good, but is it good? Well, what if you're going to your own guy once or twice a week and he's doing something completely different or I my workout that we do in here contradicts everything that he's doing so now you're wasting that money so it's like that's where it gets very convoluted so um but having said that if I was to put it into anything I would put it into resources that would make my son a better hockey player whether that be on the ice off the ice uh mentor um uh, mentally uh anything like that I would I would I could I could swallow that a lot more than uh, at the end of the year, having twelve grand left over just to blow. Yeah. So, kind of maybe the last thing to before you close it out, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of on that thread of just like the parent, the parent player um, side of it. So, we've kind of established like you can have these competing things that you value. So, if I'm mom and dad, it's like I want to save some money, but I want to make sure my kid has a good experience. And then maybe on a deeper level than that, it's like. I want my kid to develop and get better at hockey or, or whatever, right? There's some level of that as a parent. And then on the player side, it's like, yeah, maybe like the kid plays, he likes playing hockey. Maybe you're not sure yet. Maybe it's like, I don't know how into it he is or whatever. Maybe they're like that 13, 12, 13 age. It's like, you don't, you're not sure, but they seem to like it. They want to do it. And then I, like any kid would, they like the stuff. Like they want to, they want to stay in the hotel. They want to go on the trip. They want to get the good gear. They want all this stuff. So as a dad, as a parent, when you're kind of trying to balance like where to invest money into your kids. So let's say you have whatever X number of dollars that you're going to spend this year on your kids hockey. How, what was the, what was the math for you? Or was there no math um, to, and like how, how to spend or where to spend? Do you not understand my question? So it's like, how, how did you go about that? Like decision-making process of, of, where am I going to put invest my time? Where am I going to invest my money with my kid with respect to this sport, given that I have a limited amount of it to do with yeah. whatever? Yeah. So what do you think of that? Yeah, I, I mean, our kids were different, a little bit different than most kids because they had a gym and, and they had access to different things that other kids didn't have necessary access to. But having said that, when they weren't, like especially Charlie, when he wasn't here, he was out doing it on his own. So that was the caveat, like, so if, if I didn't have all this stuff, I probably would have found something for him to do extra, or I would have 
suggested, which probably would more of the answer is find ice himself and just do some, have some buddies go out there and do it. I wouldn't necessarily spend it on skills coaches. I would have a hard time doing it actually, to be honest with you. I'd have a hard time doing finding a skills coach that I would have said that that's worth it. It's not really worth it. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. For what reason though? Elaborate. Well, what are you teaching? I could like my son could go pylons. I could I could show him two things that might help him, mm-hmm. and 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 go go get go get your own ice and do it. Just do it yourself. So, do, but do you think because you are a skills coach, it's hard to see? No, I know your question. Yeah, I think people can get fooled, including me. Right, it's very easy to get fooled. Um, I I I I I mean. My my advantage for me and my family was that I was in the game and I I was I was out of it for a very short period of time, so I was always relevant and current. So, but I was never a guy that you know bullshit never baffled me, not very often. So, like when people talk about like you know I just listen to people talk or coaches talk about the stuff that they think is important, like for this workout you got to do this this or you know all that stuff, and I I see it I I. I just I I know what bullshit is, so uh, and I and I know that a lot of people can see it too, but they get caught like everybody else is doing it. So I should probably keep up, and I and I'm very adamant that you don't have to do that. But that's mm. again that's the beginning of our thing. Is is that's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So so let me if we flip out of hockey then for a second, just because obviously mm-hmm. you're a skills coach and you have a hockey business, so yeah. that makes it hard, um, or not hard for us, but harder maybe for people to listen to because everyone can just say, well, you had a hockey business, like, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hundred percent, so, get it. So if we use a different a different example, so let's say, uh, let's say for for Chooch, let's say he, say he wanted to tickle the ivories, like you say, right? So he's gonna go get music lessons, whatever he likes playing piano, and you're seeing same question. It's like, okay, I see he likes this, I see he's into it, um. Let's say there's a future that a possible career path that he could find with that, um, but you don't know exactly um, how much he likes it, and you don't know anything about the piano. So, are you saying just from what you just said about how like you can you can kind of smell bullshit? Is it the is it the ability to go to the teacher and ask, hey, why is he doing this, and what is it going to get him in the future, etc.? Those types of questions that allow you to know the difference of where to invest the money. You know, so so it's like it would be it would be like this. It's like okay, do I do I invest in do I invest in the piano instructor or do I buy him a piano? It's like that's kind of the question. Do I just have a get him a, get him a piano to have at home and do you or do I do I go pay for the lessons? Yep. Kind of thing. So my answer to that, to me, it's there's no difference. My answer to that is, um, of course, I know nothing about music. And if he wants to learn the piano, or he showed a very big interest in in uh, music, I would obviously say, okay, like you know, what are you thinking of doing? Would you like guitar lessons or piano lessons? Yeah, I'd like that. So that's step number one. I can't teach a thing, and I hear that you can learn on your own, but I think a reasonable step, reasonable, would be take piano lessons. I don't think that's any different than go to public skating when you're three. Do you know what I mean? You, you have to start somewhere. Does that make sense? Okay, so there's your start. So now I notice that he let's say he really likes it and the piano teacher goes, he's actually pretty good. That's good. So maybe it's the next step is to get him his own piano, guitar, whatever it is. Like, a you know, it's not going to be the $8 million one. It's going to be the starter one, right? It's no different than saying, 
okay, we need to get him a guitar so he can practice or a piano to practice, right? So it's no different than saying now, okay, we'll get him on a team to see if he actually likes it. Like we've done the power skating when he was young and, or, or, or he keeps asking me, can we go skating? Can we go skating? Okay. Now he's, there's an interest. So now I can invest a little bit. What does that mean? Like I'm going to blow the wad on him? No, it's going to, we'll put him in something. So that's no different than a kid starting out in house league or they make the trip with the A team or whatever. It's the same thing to me. So now that now it gets, that's where I think it gets not complicated for me, but if he's like got this little piano or guitar and if it's on Wednesday nights as lesson and he doesn't touch that guitar or the piano until Wednesday, or he does like a little, you know, he gets frustrated and then he goes to the piano person and they say, yeah, just keep coming, just keep coming. I'd be like, okay, yeah, keep coming. But he's not that, he's not that interested, but he can still continue because it's good for him. No different than you can, can, yes. If this kid is on that piano, he's trying and he's working that thing or the guitar and he, and he keeps doing it. He's just in love with that thing then to me it makes more sense to put him in a place where he can who can do extra so so and that's my question with the hockey player right is like how many kids are actually coming home and it's a different world i had this discussion the other day in a consultation now it's a different world if we try to if we try to uh, see our kids do what like what i did when i was a kid i didn't have internet i didn't have netflix i didn't have all these distractions what I had was a hockey stick, a baseball glove, a football, tennis rackets. That's what I did, right? So that's what we did. So maybe that's not fair, but I know the kids that I know, my kids being one of them, that that's what his default was. Did he play some of those games? Once in a while, but he always went and played the thing, shot the pucks, got on his rollerblades. That's where it was like, okay, that's where I was going to put some time in. So now, like... What's the next step? Like if you're using the uh, music an analogy would be, okay, where can he play? Right? Where can he play? Like, is it like, and I don't know, is there a band that he can join? The school band, like get him involved in those things. Because um, to me, like if I go to, if I go to a, like we don't know the difference, but if you can play the piano real well and teach lessons, does it make you like the best piano teacher? Is that the difference? Or is it your practice and you're figuring out? And to me, you're practicing figure out with some nudging and some guiding and some and, and the band and all these different experiences is going to make him more of a musician than someone teaching him every step of the way and maybe even taking out some of the creativity do you know what i mean so like like if it's always no always do this well why did eddie van halen learn no one could shred like him that's that, no one taught him that he taught himself how to shred <laughs> right so it's the hockey player as well right we're, we're into so many clinics and so much pay for this pay for this pay for this like creativity's gone and it's just like all this skill work which is as i've said several times it's like it takes away from the actual gameplay like can you play it in a game so for, so anyways for me i don't feel like i get bullshitted in stuff like yeah, this like where other people can yeah. so i don't think i don't think it's uh it's uh, not knowing hockey inside out is the answer. Yeah, and I think this is, is why... That, I, is that fair? That's perfect, because yeah. this, is, this is why... Do I sound like an asshole? No, no. Okay. This is why I, I wanted to use a separate example, because the point is that it's not about the hockey. It is the same thing. It's, it doesn't matter whatever you're doing. It's like if you either have the brain to ask why and, and understand good and bad or not, you know? And obviously, like, there's a learning curve to it and, and stuff like that. Like, I, was, I had a consultation last week, and um, the person I was talking to said, yeah, we taken our kid to the skating coach who was supposed to be this like amazing coach that worked with the Maple Leafs and all this. And the kid went out and it wasn't the guy. It was the guy's 
trainer guy that was doing it. And it was like a hundred bucks an hour or whatever the price was. I forget what the actual price was. It was something like that. Real, like it was expensive. And then the flip side was like, well, I could take him here. And there's, there is a coach out there. I mean, it's not this coach, but, but whatever. And my kid said he didn't like it with the good coach. And then when we go to this thing, he loves doing it. And I was just saying, I was like, well, yeah, that's a, there's a, there's a telling sign. It's like, if you have a 10, 11 year old, do they need, like you said, do you do you need a heart surgeon if you have a cough? It's like, that's maybe not what you need. So you should just say like, is the kid enjoying it? Number one. And is the kid learning something? If you say, Hey, what did you learn today? Right. You don't need the best teacher ever to learn something. You know what I mean? So, so when it comes to like the financial piece and where you're investing your money, it's that ability to just ask the question to figure out what's worth it. You know, like, do you need to get your kid the top of the line stick just because he's begging for it? Maybe you don't have to do that. You know, maybe you want to, maybe, maybe that's what you value because the kid just wants to have the cool stuff and whatever. And that's what the value is. And you can decide to do that if you want to. I, I will say this, as far as equipment goes, um, and I get a lot of pushback on this. Well, okay. it's just my thoughts. This is what I, um, I didn't care what kind of skates my son had, but the stick I found made a big difference because if you get it way too heavy, like your stick handling and all that stuff's way off, and maybe that'll help you in the long run. I don't know, but uh, but I, I found you're gonna grow to your skates and all that stuff, and I never found the skates to be the biggest deal. I found the uh, the uh, stick to be the most important part. Yeah, I agree with that too. Maybe that was a poor example on my end, but no, no, because no, I do it's agree. Just an example, I do, but I, but I do agree with that. Yeah. So like, if point being, when you're deciding where to spend the money. Like, this is what we're talking about. That's why I wanted, I wanted to finish with that. Like, the parent with, with, the parent with your kid, because, you know, the kid's going to beg you for X, Y, Z, or they're not. And then you as mom and dad, you're going to have your philosophy of where to spend money on X, Y, Z, or not. And, like, these are the questions to ask and the things to weigh and the, the circumstances that you have to judge for yourself based on your kid and based on your circumstance and all those things. That's why, to your point again at the start, it's not there's a right or wrong answer. It's just this is these are the things to think about, you know? So, yeah, there's a lot to think about. It's, it's expensive, man. It's, uh, I don't know, like, like you could get, you could get so caught up in, in the lessons and the keeping up with people. And like, I'll always go back to this and, uh, you know, can argue, argue with me forever. Like the kids that really, really want to have this game, they'll find a way to make themselves better. And, and a lot of the times, like, I'm not saying never go to a skills coach or a shooting coach because there's people that can teach you things, but it doesn't have to be your life savings to go to that thing. Um, there's, there's, and you know, some people say they do it because, you know, they like seeing their kid get up in the morning or whatever and dedicate themselves. And that's cool. Um, and that's appropriate, you know, if that's a true statement. Um, but you don't have to spend all kinds, like you can find ways to make yourself better, be a better athlete, be good off the ice. I mean, people say, well, you need a skating coach. That's, that's fine. You know, the, the, your beliefs are your beliefs. Right. And, um, but I, I, I truly, truly believe the kids that find a way and find a way to do it like because they love it so much will be the ones that end up not necessarily better. They're going to reach their potential, reach their, their, their maximum potential because there'll come a time, whether that's 7 or 9 or 11 or 15 or 18 or 22, where you are going to realize that you're really good or really not. And there'll be one of those years where you say, I really want to do this. And you're just going to figure it out. And you're going to play at a level where you're going to get good coaching and things, um, you get drafted and they might, you know, I'm not even eliminate the coaching, but at some point you might get drafted or go to a college and say, we're going to make a commitment to you, but 
You just need some seasoning down here, play for a good organization and get better. At some point, you're going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. If you're good enough, if you're good enough, if you're good enough. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I I think this was I'm hoping that this was interesting. It was just kind of meant to open up like some thoughts about the money side of things when it comes to like youth hockey and beyond and just some of the considerations. So um, that's kind of all I want to talk about today. Just to finish off. Yeah. What, what about it? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about this too. Is like when I coached, I was always, this is the one thing I did when I coached and I do it as a trainer as well. So I always try to keep in mind that people like people, people's pocketbooks a little bit. And, and uh, when I was coaching, like people said, what turners are we going to? It's like, okay, we live in Windsor. Do we need to go to, and now depending on the level, the age and all that kind of stuff, like do you have to go to a, a tournament six hours away or is there any two hours away? Do you need to go to five? Can you do three? Is it like there's ways that you can do maybe that that could save a little bit of cash too? Well, especially especially younger versus older. Like if you're if you're 16, like the Marley's tournament, for example, is a big like highly scouted good opportunity weekend. Yeah, so it's like when you're 16 and you have to go to the Marley's tournament and get a hotel for two nights in Toronto, it's like that's worth it because it's actually a highly scouted buzz buzz in place. But when you're 12, it's like do you need to go to stay two nights? And wherever, so that's a, that's a, a good consideration too on the organization side. But again, the flip side of that is the we go to cool tournaments thing, right? No, no, I, I, about, no, right? no. I know so. that's, but that's the thing is like I think as an organization or as a coach or whatever, just to kind of keep in mind that maybe there's one instead of four. Yeah, um, because you never want to take away the cool experience of being a hockey player and the tournaments and stuff like that. That's what makes things a lot of fun, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. Are you good now? Anything else? I'm good. No, I just Are had you? to say one more. No, no, that's I no, don't want up you. No, that's fine. That's uh-huh. fine. That's a good ad. Um, yeah. So I was, I'm just I wanted to that to be kind of a maybe get the juices flowing on like how to spend money or whatever from all three angles and give people some stuff to think about. Um, it's nothing more or less than that. So uh, hopefully that's interesting. So uh, again, live show coming up. We got some links in the bio for you guys to. Uh, fill a survey out if you want to give us some feedback on that if you'd like to participate if you are a member you're going to get uh early access to those tickets so uh please do that if you're interested and that is all for this week goodbye